Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and get your free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. More information about this later, but let's get into the podcast for now. going on everybody welcome back to jumbled your favorite podcast about nothing i'm zach and uh hey guys it's me all by myself uh again how did we get here uh well johnny is in uh san antonio i believe texas for sure but i'm pretty sure he's in san antonio maybe he's just touring the entire area uh not quite sure he did have uh he sent me a text to remind me to ask ask him to remember something so We'll uh we'll have to touch base on what that is next week. A little bit, little teaser, uh, for when me and Johnny are back recording together. Uh, finally, man, it's been uh it's been a bit. It feels, I mean, realistically, what it's been a couple weeks, but um, feels like it's been longer. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed uh last week's episode. I re- I really loved it. Uh, it's it's sort of cool to see uh to see Johnny sort of, uh, transforming into a, uh, you know, he, he, I don't think he would claim himself as a podcaster specifically because he does so much, but, uh, you know, he's, he's getting better at, at doing this podcasting stuff. Uh, you know, he, hopefully he would say that. I think he's been, you know, sort of, he's been good at it for a, a long time. Uh, ever since we first asked him to, uh, record, audio and send it to us. I thought he's, uh, he's got a knack for it. And I, I hope you guys thought that as well. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe I need to take some more vacations cause Johnny just, he killed it. And, uh, and I really appreciate Johnny stepping in and, uh, and, and taking care of doing that one, uh, for me. Cause it's been, uh, it's man, it's been freaking busy recently. So, uh, and it doesn't look like it's going to be getting any less busy for me. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. I'm trying to make some extra money on the side with some with some Ubering. I'm uh, you know doing some studying to uh, to get some IT certifications and uh, all the while trying to figure out time to uh, to work out and and satisfy Johnny's uh, you know his uh, little challenge that he's uh, he's made for me. Uh, admittedly, I'm probably gonna end up having to go take some time on on the mat with Johnny uh and we'll see how that goes. It's probably not going to go well, but uh the hope is that I can uh keep that to a minimum. But anyway, uh I, th- I really uh appreciate the community that uh, of of people we have who uh have been not only giving me some topics to discuss this week, which I have a good amount of stuff here, uh, but people that, uh, you know, gave Johnny some, some material to, to discuss as well. Um, it, it helps us out a lot to have, uh, you know, interaction from you guys and, and to know that you guys are listening, uh, makes it all, all the more better. So, uh, if you guys ever have questions for us, uh, feel free to send them along, send us a message on Facebook, send them through as, uh, questions in an email, you know, maybe we take some time every week to discuss, uh, you know, listener email or a, or a comment or something like that. Uh, we we want to hear more from you guys. So, 
if you if you have anything you want to say, any thoughts about how we're doing, things we could be doing better, uh, you know, we're we're okay with taking some constructive criticism. Just make sure it's constructive and not just criticism, uh, <laughs> because if it's rude and it's mean, hey, you know what? We're just gonna keep it moving because uh, while we appreciate you, we're not gonna focus on the uh, on the negative stuff. We're trying to get better at this, so help us get better. And uh, you know, even it doesn't have to be criticism at all. It can just be, uh, you know, it can be stories of your own. It can be uh, if you want some advice on how to handle a situation. We're probably the worst people you could ever ask for advice, but uh, but feel free to for, send all that stuff our way. We're uh, we're looking uh, to interact m- more with you guys. And what better way to do that than, uh, you know, uh, almost directly. It's indirect, but it's direct, you know. It's secondhand directness. Uh, so, I, guys, I, I guess uh, I guess I'll just get into it. Well, first of all, like I said, I've been doing a lot of Ubering recently. I talked about having to uh, take that one dude home who kept talking about my uh, my dick for some reason. I don't know why he did. It was really weird. There have been so many things that have happened. Uh, some sort of negative ones recently, but, you know, not going to keep me off the road. Uh, I guess the first thing to jump into, um, well, I, I'm sort of, it's never in the forefront of my mind, but there's this sneaking suspicion in the back of my head that I should have some sort of form of... Uh, I don't know, like like a weapon or something of some sort, just to keep myself safe if if shit get goes south. I had a guy, and this is probably to date my craziest experience uh, for Uber. Um, but he, so <clears throat> I live in Kansas City. The pickup was in uh, this district known as Westport. Now Westport is a very popular spot. Uh, for more of the younger crowd, honestly, it's like college age kids who, uh, you know, just looking to get out, uh, you know, on the night they have some bars and clubs and stuff down in that area. And it is a zoo on Fridays and Saturdays. Like you have all these people in, in all these cars and all they're trying to do is just pick people up left and right, just picking people up and dropping them off. So I get this uh, guy, hails an Uber, says he's going to this hotel, uh, or he's at this hotel, and he needs to be picked up. So I'm like, cool. So I pull into the hotel, and I'm in the little uh, the little pickup drop-off area underneath the overhang of the, of the hotel, and I'm waiting, and it, you know, for Uber, you got three minutes, and then they start charging you uh, per minute. Uh, or I guess per second they give you, they charge you for the time that I have to wait there, uh, on you. So I get a call after the initial wait time goes and, uh, and he's being charged. So he gives me a call. I'm like, hello. He's like, Hey, where are you? I was like, uh, well, first of all, I'm, yeah, I'm Zach, your Uber driver. Uh, I am sitting in the, uh, at the front of the hotel underneath the overhang. And he's like, Oh, what what hotel? <laughs> I'm like, well, it's blah blah blah. It's this hotel. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'm on my way. So this guy wasn't even there. Number one, start off, okay. I don't know 
if it's a restriction in the area that he couldn't drop a pin closer to where he is or what. But you're not starting off on a good foot if you're sending me somewhere where you're not. So if if you're seeing that your pin has dropped somewhere else, you should be at that spot that I'm going to. Just just for convenience of yourself and for me so I don't have to hunt you down. So anyway, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Probably another 35, 30, 45 seconds passes. And I see this guy sort of like sprinting to my car. Um, and anytime you see somebody sprinting and everybody else is just walking, <laughs> it's, it's sort of terrifying. It's like, what do they know that I don't know? You know, it's one of those moments. And so he hops in the car. Uh, and then I noticed that he was sprinting and behind him a little bit, there were these two dudes who were also running, but not with him. They were, it seemed like they were running after him. So the guy hopped in the car, and these other two dudes tried to jump in the car, in my car too. And the the rider was like, I don't know those guys, let's go. So I just like have to peel out of there like, like I'm part of some heist now. Like it seems like he just he just stole some diamonds or something, and I'm fucking an accomplice to this shit. Um, I don't know if that's the case. Number one, let me say, if this dude got busted for some shit, I was just giving this dude an Uber ride. <laughs> so let me just put that out in the atmosphere, just in case. Um, so he hops in and, uh, I start driving and, uh, get to where it says I need to take him. This dude, by the way, um, obliterated drunk, way too drunk. <sighs> sorry, way too drunk, and, uh, this is like the, uh, like, right when the tournament started up, the NCAA tournament, so, or maybe it was during the, uh, I don't recall, maybe it wasn't the tournament, but it was, uh, it was, you know, some bas- some late season basketball, anyway, he was talking about his team, I forget who it was, Iowa State or something, maybe, but, um, we get to the we get to the spot that he said he was going to, and he's like, wait a second, this isn't where I want to go. I was like, okay, well, I read off the address, which is something that I've been doing more like at the beginning of the ride now um, because of this situation. So he he leads me to the first spot, says, no, this isn't the spot. So I said, okay, in your app, go just change where we're headed. So he goes in and he types the address in. Um, first of all, he, the address he put in, he must have just like auto, or he saw some like results pull through and he just tapped the first one, which is probably the closest one because it wasn't even the right city. I needed to go somewhere else. So he put the right address in and uh, the next address took me to the end of a road uh, like literally the end of a road, uh, like there wasn't even a street light. I was like, am I getting ready to like, is this guy can like off me and like drag me into like a ditch or something? Like that's sort of just what it felt like. Cause the whole ride up to this point has not had, <laughs> it didn't start well. It's not going well. And, uh, it, as you'll hear it, it does not end well. So he, uh, he's like, no, this isn't right either. Uh, okay, well, I'm just gonna, he's like, I don't know why, why this isn't picking it up. I'm just gonna get my own phone out. I was like, okay, get your own phone out. Um, 
So he gets his phone out, he types in the address, whatever, and then Google Maps, whatever. Google Maps is telling us where to go. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. As long as we get this guy to wherever he needs. He's already been in my car for over 20 minutes at this point. Um, this is slowly turning into the worst night ever. So I uh, I take him. I'm, I'm on my way to take him where he needs to get. Again, let me remind you, this guy's got his phone on full blast. And I am listening to some soft music as well as the turn-by-turn directions from his own GPS, trying to understand where I'm going. And he's drunk, and he's slipping in and out of consciousness, so I'm really having to focus hard on that. So he, uh, so we're going, and then he sort of wakes up enough to turn on uh, Spotify on his phone. So now it's like, oh, well, my music apparently isn't, isn't good enough, and that's fine, but instead of like asking me to turn on something specific... He just went ahead and went rogue and turned on his own stuff. So he turned on this Spotify playlist that he uh, that he had, um, and it was <laughs> uh, it was all these weird songs. Like, uh, well, I know the the first one was uh, "Super Bass" by Nicki Minaj. Like, I don't have a problem with Nicki Minaj at all, but what a strange song to have just on a Spotify playlist. And he was only playing uh, the first verse. This one is for the boys in the boom system. That 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 first verse, he's playing it up until, uh, boy, you got my hubby running away. So he's playing that whole first verse, and then it gets to the end of the verse. And he pauses the song, and then he scrubs it back to the beginning, and he plays it again. Number one, I get it. You like a certain part of a song, okay? You gotta understand the the, the setting that you're in, right? I, I have times where I'm in my car by myself, or I have my headphones in, and I like a certain part of a song, and I'll I'll repeat it, I'll repeat it over and over again. But this guy's sitting in a car with a complete stranger, in an Uber, on his own phone, passing in and out of consciousness, and replaying the first verse of Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. Uh, I'm not lying to you, this happened for over five minutes. That's no shit. This guy played the first verse over and over again of Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. Then uh, he played uh, uh, the Ooh, What You Say, but not the the original one. It was the one, the Jason Derulo song. So he played that uh, for another few minutes. And then what did he end off with? Oh, God, I wish I could think of it right now. I can't think of it. But whatever song it was, he was... Oh, it was a Take Me Home Tonight. (laughs) This This guy's singing some Eddie Money. Well, and I should say, the entire time he's been culling through the Spotify playlist... He's been pulling out bits and pieces of the lyrics that his brain remembers, but this guy can't carry a tune in a bucket. And that's not a problem. If you can't sing, you know what? 
everybody's got their thing, right? Some people can't sing, and that's cool. You enjoy the song, you try to sing along with it, whatever. Uh, as long as you're having fun with it, I don't care. But there's a difference when you're muttering it under your breath or you're singing at a reasonable volume. This dude couldn't sing, so instead of instead of dialing it back a little bit, he turned it all the way up to motherfucking 12, and then he was scream-singing the lyrics to all of the songs, but only the parts that he knew. So, obviously, for the Eddie Money song, he didn't know the uh, <laughs> he didn't know any of the the verses. But you bet your sweet ass when it got around to the chorus, he knew all those words and he screamed them, like he got stabbed in the shoulder, like, and he was just screaming it to to try to drown out the pain that was coursing through his body. This dude was a disaster. He's a dumpster fire of a, of a Uber a Uber rider. So. Uh, finally I get him to his destination. He hops out. I don't see a, I don't say a single goddamn word to him. Uh, well, first of all, he's talking a big game the entire time. He's like, Oh dude, I'm sorry for all this. I'm sorry for all, all the fucking mess ups and whatnot. I'm going to tip you big, man. I'm going to tip you real big. I'm like, okay, well, you know, at least this might be worth it. At least this might be worth it. At least wor might be worth my time at this point. I think it was, uh, three o'clock, something like that. The bars were closing up. The dude was ending his night. And so I was like, okay, at least, at least this end of the night is going to be okay monetarily. And so I get him to his destination and, uh, he hopped out of my car and here's the moment I knew I wasn't going to get a tip the moment. And, and I don't expect a cash tip up front. Like, that's just something you can do in Uber. You can tip in the app, you know. But he hopped out of my car, he closed my door, and then he ran away full speed. He didn't, like, he wasn't, <laughs> he was probably, I don't know, 20, 20 feet from, or 20, I don't know. At the most, he was, like, 15 yards away from his front door. He had to walk up a driveway and, and shit like that. I'm not good at guessing measurement uh, <laughs> because my brain just can't put, put that together uh, on the spot. But that that's the moment I knew. He hopped out of the car and didn't wave, didn't acknowledge me. He hopped out, closed the door, and then he did some sort of weird cocaine sprint to his front door. And uh, and I was it was right there that I was like, you know, this isn't going to be good. I'm not going to get a tip. So I went ahead and gave him a one-star review. He didn't make a mess in my car. He didn't uh, spill anything or, you know, you know, uh, damage my vehicle in any way. Uh, but he was a nightmare of a rider. And, uh, and I wanted his rating to be reflective of that. So I gave him a bad rating. And I think it was deserved. But I turn around the next morning. By the way, my Uber rating is like a 4.97. Okay, I treat my riders like like royalty. Okay, like like royalty that came out of like a trailer park. Like trailer park royalty is what I treat them like. They have little waters. Okay, like the, the little mini bottle of waters. And then they uh, everybody gets offered a mint. One of those little lifesavers, win wintergreen mints. 
I offer everybody uh, everybody that whenever they get in the car. And I have a whole bag in the back of my trunk with more waters that I constantly pull over, get more out during the night, restock my car, just so when the people get in, it's sitting right there for them if they want it. I really don't even have to offer it, but it's there. And so um, I... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 you know, I offered him all the stuff, and uh, and he uh, he apparently thought I didn't do a good enough job getting him to his destination, even though he messed up all these times, and I had to try to understand where I was going over the top of take me home tonight, but in a screaming version. This dude sounded like he was having a night terror, but it was about an Eddie Money music video. <laughs> It was ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. Um, and it's laughable now, but I was I was so frustrated in the moment. And uh, <laughs> I hope there are more moments like that. It's it, it's a sort of masochistic, you know, to say that, but uh, because I'm putting myself through a bad time. But um, it makes for really funny stories. And I, I would like to have more funny stories to tell that are like that. Um, so... That guy, uh, I'm pretty sure, is the reason I have my my sole one-star rating. Every other, it's like 100, I don't have my phone on me, it's charging right now. It's like 117 five-star ratings. No fours, no threes, no twos. One one-star rating. And I'm pretty much going to guarantee it was that dude. And he probably did it in a drunken fit. So... Uh, I'm a little salty over that, as you can tell, because I would really like that pristine five star. But fortunately, uh, Uber only holds on to the most recent 500 ratings, so that one star will fall off eventually. I just hope that there's not some other drunk asshole that gives me a one star in the meantime. Uh, so that's one Uber story. Uh, I've got more Uber stories. Um, one recently, uh, chick threw up in my car. There's not much to it. <laughs> She threw up in my car. She uh, she was at that level of drunk when she hopped in, where she was uh, she was proclaiming that she didn't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't even give a fuck. You know, she just kept saying it over and over again. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. You don't give a fuck. Sweet. She was with her friend. Her friend was drunk, but not as drunk. And so we were carrying on a conversation, me and her friend. And halfway through the conversation. I look over and the drunk girl is just passed out, leaning against my door. I'm like, okay, it's going to be a quiet ride for her to get back. Um, and her friend's like, oh, don't worry. I've never known her to throw up. And right there, that should have been another red flag that, hey, this might be a possibility. I really need to invest in some in some puke bags. Uh, but my thing is, like, she's passed out. She wouldn't have known that she was going to throw up. And so she likely would have thrown up and made a mess regardless. Even if I had a puke bag, she probably wouldn't have used it. So, or hit it. So I, I look over, she's passed out. Her friend, you know, says she's not known for puking. I'm like, okay, cool. And so I'm, we're maybe, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds away from the destination, right? Just down the road. And... Uh, I'm waiting to turn because there's a little bit of traffic and I hear like a gurgle, like a, like a gurgle sound. And I'm like, what was that? So I look back 
at her friend, and her friend's like, oh, no, she's she's fine, and she's just sleeping. Maybe it was like some little throat weird throat burp or something. I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, at this point, I'm still thinking you know, maybe it feels a little shakier, but maybe we'll just be able to get them home. So I turn. We're heading literally down the road to where their destination is, and then the puke happens again. So I have to pull to the side of the road. We fling the door open. She pukes out of, out of the car more. Uh, in the process of puking all over the place, she somehow yanked whatever drink she had off into my floor mats. I have the all-weather floor mats, so it was easy to clean off the floor mat, but uh, there's like a, a little lake of whatever fruity orange juice mango shit they were drinking that night, I'm pretty sure was was just hanging out in my floorboards along with some vomit. And so, uh, yeah, the, she threw up in my car, uh, and then Uber, uh, you know, they, I submitted pictures to them. They paid me for it, but it was like, you know, now I got, I've only had this car for a month and I've already had somebody throw up in it. Joe has been Ubering, you know, for a long time. I mean, not consistently anymore, but he's been at this. He's collectively, he's done this for longer than I have. And he's never had anybody throw up in his car. And that's like a bragging point of his. He's never had anybody throw up in his car. And so, uh, hey, Joe, uh, you know what? Screw you, man. Because I feel like you I feel like you put that on me. I feel like that was a little bit of voodoo that you did. And, uh, and it's not appreciated. And, uh, yeah, I just want to make that known. Um, so, yeah, she threw up in the car, and I had to, like, pull over to the side of the road, like, after I dropped them off and sped away, like, I didn't ever want to see them ever again, because I, mostly I don't, but, um, I pulled over to the side of the road, uh, right outside of their, or right at the entrance of their subdivision, like, right by the gate or whatever for the subdivision, I pulled out my all-weather all floor mat, I dumped out whatever that fruity shit was, and then, I've got a box of tissues in the in the car just in case this kind of thing happens. And uh, and so I spent the next, I don't know, 15 minutes cleaning my car, trying to wipe up what I could after I submitted everything to Uber, obviously. And uh, But once, once somebody throws up in your car, you're done. You're done for the night. So I had to turn around and go home. It's like, I don't know. 40 something degrees outside still sort of cold so it's like it sucks to be out outside having to do anything and I'm out doing the worst thing which is cleaning up vomit and and all that stuff so I uh had to put a bunch of baking soda all over my carpet and my car and the next day I had I just let it bake all day long just just to dry out as much as I could take the floor mats out and clean those off uh, so, I mean, the car is fine. It, it's clean. I, I wiped it all down. It was very, very thorough with it. Didn't want to leave any trace of that nonsense behind, but it just sucks that it had to happen, you know, but the cleaning fee was worth it. I mean, there's 150 bones added on to the end of the night. So that's an expensive trip for that person, but I don't feel, uh, I don't feel bad for, for doing it. If that's what, if you're wondering if I feel bad, no, I don't. 
Um, I, I did want to cover some other topics because I know so far it's only been two Uber stories. So let's get into some of these other topics. Uh, number one, inst- uh, from Instagram, I have two topics. Uh, number one, a very interesting question uh, from uh, Johnny, actually. It says, why Johnny is better looking than Zach? Uh, very original, Johnny. I feel like you answered a similar question. Uh, I feel like we covered the fact that I look better than you. But if, if we're playing devil's advocate here, uh, I would just say, you know, physique. Uh, and probably testicle size. You got big testicles, so that's pro- and no people can't see those from the outside, uh, from the out, from the outset. But if you're wearing shorts, you know, if you're wearing shorts, there you go. Grapefruits, that guy. It's like it's like uh, some far farm fresh uh, eggs. You ever seen some like non-GMO, like just some some ridiculously big hen just lays some monster. It's like a it's like a like a turkey egg or like a like a small ostrich egg. It's like if an ostrich was only like three feet tall. Like that's that's what Johnny's each Johnny testicle looks like. If you guys wanted to know, uh, I don't have pictures or anything that I could show you, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, probably testicle size, Johnny. Uh, another uh, friend a friend of mine, Joffrey, says uh, talk about why men like sex much much more than women do. I think that's a generalization, honestly, and I feel like. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that men like sex much more than women do. I think that they, we, we just process it differently, right? It's, uh, guys are just sort of straight to the point and, and sort of always thinking about it, but we're also a lot more vocal about it. I feel like, uh, generally women are a little bit more reserved with their sexual thoughts. So it doesn't come out from the get go, but they're still having them. They're still having those thoughts. So I, I think it's a generalization to say that men like sex more than women do. I think we just probably think we probably think about it more, honestly. Um, but we uh, I, I don't think we like it more than women do because uh, humans are uh, sexual natures or sexual creatures by nature. Um, so, Joffrey, I appreciate that question. Uh, but I am going to. Uh, disagree with your statement if that makes sense i'm part of a facebook group uh called just fucking at me next time damn um and they're pretty much the meme kings um it's a closed group i don't know if you'll even be able to find it if you search it but uh it's bomb it's a bomb ass group so uh, i have i asked the group and i said hey i'm getting ready to uh i'm getting ready to record a solo podcast would really appreciate uh, some some topics, and uh, you know they had some stuff. They had some stuff they they wanted me to talk about. Uh, just a few things, not too much, but uh, the first thing somebody uh, re- requested I do was to read about popular April Fools stories from this year. I've not yet looked that up, um, but I uh, I will see if I can get that pulled up while I'm going over the rest of this stuff. Um, the next person, just a general statement, ducks have corkscrew peens. Now I've heard about this before actually. Um, and I do believe it's because they're floating on water when they're doing it. And so the duck, the duck dick is, uh, just, it's, it's odd just by nature of having to grab on and hold on while they're floating around. And, you know, cause if, 
I mean, just try to think of like you're try to have sex in the ocean, right? But you're having like like doggy style sex in the ocean, right? You both have to like try to swim and have sex at the same time, and you got to move in the same direction at the same pace and the same speed. So that's I I would think that's probably why. Uh, I am looking up. Hey, uh, NSA, I am uh, I am looking up duck penis right now, and you know, just don't don't think weird of me. Uh, let's see here. A sexual arms race. This is from BuzzFeed, by the way. By the way, so fake news. But here we go. Uh, a sexual arms race, quote unquote, is the phrase most often used to describe duck genitalia, and it's not hard to see why. Male ducks have corkscrew penises. It's true. Uh, <laughs> look away now if you don't want to see a duck penis gif. And it says, warning, this image is graphic. Click to reveal. Hey, uh, looks like we all have to do it, right? So here we go. All right. Uh, oh, there it is. Oh, shit. Dude, that's wild. It is. It's like a weird alien. Oh, my God. And it looks like it looks to be about a half foot in length, I'm guessing. So it's, you know, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. But, uh, oh, and it looks like the female ducks have corkscrew vaginas. So that's why they got a lock. Uh, let's see here. Oh, see, and this is <laughs> this is why I hate ducks. Male ducks are notorious for attempting forced copulation with females. I mean, so pretty much they're raping. It's duck rape, pretty much. Um, it says they're so they're oh man, that's but that's wild. So the females have adapted to make it hard for a male duck to actually inseminate them if they don't want it to. So they actually have a way to shut that shit down. You remember that senator? Oh my god. The senator, uh, I don't know, years ago, but he's a Republican and he said, uh, the, uh, a woman's body has a way of shutting, shutting that shit down if they don't want to get pregnant when they're getting raped. Um, and that's, it's awful. Like that's an awful, awful statement to say because it's just not true. Number one, uh, but looks like ducks, I guess, have <laughs> adapted. They've been they've they've been raped so much by the male ducks. They're like, uh, I want to make sure that this asshole duck isn't gonna be the one that fathers my my ducklings. That's pretty badass, actually. Uh, man, only three percent of duck inseminations come from forced copulation 97 percent are desired how do they but how do they determine that how do they determine that a duck wanted it or didn't want it because there's no way for a for a duck to vocalize that i don't know maybe there's got to be uh some duck duck experts out there that can uh that could probably lend to this but uh yeah that's pretty wild that's pretty wild, dude. Uh, so, hey, thank you. Uh, thank you to uh, Cassie for <laughs> that great, great topic there. Uh, made for, you know what? We all learned something. And I learned that female ducks are just badass. Uh, Kobe says, have some guests. 
Now, Kobe, uh, we've had guests before. And uh, I know that I didn't link the podcast on the page because I didn't want to seem like I was just trying to push my podcast on everybody. Obviously, when this airs, I will uh, post the the link to the podcast on the page uh, so that you guys can... uh, you guys can listen to the podcast if you want, uh, but I didn't want you to go in with any preconceived notions or anything like that. We have had guests. Uh, I could not get a guest uh, in such a quick turnaround. Uh, so that's, you know, like I, I get where you're coming from. Podcasts are a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit more entertaining when you have somebody to talk to. But hey, I don't do this often. I don't do solo podcasts often. So if this is your first time coming along, uh, rest assured that it will not be like this all the time. There's a lot of ums. There's a lot of blank spaces. There's a lot of me trying to just fill time, uh, and, and rambling sort of like I'm doing right now, but we do have guests. We do have Johnny and me for the most part every week. Um, and that's not going to change. So, um, yeah, just stick around. Uh, you, he did recommend that I had my mom on the podcast, which is just something that is never, ever going to happen. Mom, I love you. Uh, I just, you know, I don't want to have my mom on the podcast. It seems like, uh, seems like there might be a little bit too much, uh, too much dirt she's got on me. I don't really want all that out there. So anyway, I appreciate that Kobe. And yes, for all you guys listening, it is like, looks like Kobe beef or Kobe Bryant. Kobe. Uh, talk about the reproductive habits of banana slugs. I was really interested in this. I have not looked it up yet. So, uh, let's look it up together. All right. And here we go. How do banana slugs, uh, Oh, that's why. Okay. This is from scribble.com, which again, I don't know if this is a legitimate, uh, a legitimate site at all. I do really appreciate the subtitle that I saw the The title of the, uh, of the article is the bizarre mating ritual of the penis chewing banana slug. (laughs) Oh God. Oh God. Okay. This is going to be good. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Slimy banana slugs need little introduction. Honored as the official mascot of the University of California, Santa Cruz, they can often be seen on huge roadside hoardings and printed on t-shirts. The second largest largest species of slug in the world, banana slugs live on the damp forest floors of the western United States. Usually bright yellow in color, the banana, banana slug is a shellless mollusk which can grow up to 15 to 25 centimeters. Holy cow. So it's 5.9 to 9.8 inches in length. Banana slugs eat many different foods, such as plants, rotting fruits, animal waste, blah, blah, blah. Uh, most bizarre fact concerns their strange mating habit, where one slug chews the penis off its partner after finishing finishing sex. Holy shit. Boy, that is, uh, that's a different kind of kink. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, we all like sausage, right? But this, uh, it seems like you're taking it to, uh, to an extreme here. So I wonder what the, what the thought process is behind eating the penis off. Is it so that that banana slug can no longer 
can no longer reproduce with another female or is it like uh just so it you know so it can't uh it can't so they can have some variety in the banana slug world you know uh, oh okay so it says banana slugs are hermaphrodite hermaphrodites obviously so they have both uh sex organs uh they can act as both male and female at the same time uh and on rare occasions even known to mate with themselves hey that gives a uh that gives a new meaning to the phrase fuck yourself right and um and i wonder if they chew their own dick off afterwards like it makes sense if it's two of them right because the one's like hey you can't you can't fucking you know spread your seed anymore and the other one's like oh okay i guess we're good i guess i'll let you chew my dick off or whatever but if they're if they're putting it inside themselves and reproducing with themselves asexually do they chew their own dick off and what would the purpose behind that be are they just confused like there's so much i want to know about this Let's see here. Uh, their Latin name is whatever that is, which means giant penis. <laughs> the banana slug is uh, sort of does look like a giant penis. I mean, it's too yellow, but yeah, I, I get it. Um, let's see here. Uh, it's a fitting name, too, as they do all have enormous penises, almost as long as their entire body length. Oh, wow. Whoa. So that's a meal. That is a meal. Maybe that's why they're eating it. They're like, oh, shit, I'm hungry. It's time. There's there's nothing else around. There's no rotting fruit. You know? There's no uh, animal waste. There's no plants around. You know? But this dick's here, though. So I'm just eating much on that. No, 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 no. I wonder if they eat each other's dick. Like, like a weird 69. Man, this went down a strange hole. Just a strange, strange hole here, which is what the banana slug has after <laughs> after the mate <laughs> eats it. It's a strange hole. Let's take a quick second to talk about the sponsor of today's podcast, Audible. Head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled. We say it every week. Get that free 30-day trial on a free audiobook, guys. It's a great deal, and we're not one to just throw some shit deals at you. So head over and give that a look. The audiobook that I am going to recommend for the month of April, and this is no April Fool's joke, Me Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris. This is a 5 hour and 51 minute long audiobook, uh, unabridged of course. Uh, so the, David Sedaris is, is a comedian. Uh, this, this audiobook starts with a North Carolina childhood filled with speech therapy classes. My brother actually had to take that. Um, unwanted guitar lessons taught by a midget. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, okay. From budding performance artist uh, to clearly unqualified writing teacher in Chicago, Sedaris' career leads him to New York City and eventually, of all places, France. His move to Paris poses a number of challenging Chief among them is his inability to speak the language. I can relate. 
arriving a spooky man-child capable of communicating only through nouns. He undertakes the language instruction that leads him ever deeper into cultural confusion, whether describing the Easter Bunny to puzzled classmates or watching a group of men play soccer with a cow, Sedaris brings a view and a voice like no other to to every unforgettable encounter. So if that sounds like something that you guys want to listen to, sounds great to me. Uh, I'm probably going to check it out. I got three credits right now, and you best believe I'm using one of my credits on these, on this one. So uh, give it a listen, guys. If you don't want to listen to David Sedaris, and if you don't want to bang your elbow on the table like I just did, I uh, wouldn't recommend the second one. Definitely recommend the first one. But if you don't want to listen to that, uh, there's over 180,000 different titles to choose from that includes some audible originals as well that you can get with with your credit so uh guys take advantage of it really do and we appreciate audible so much for for sponsoring our podcast each and every week uh, and we hope that you guys appreciate them as well so let's get back to the motherfucking podcast um let's see here another very strange fact about the banana slugs that they mate on a thick layer of slime and me too, which they produce before the mating begins. Also, me too. They often eat each other's slime. Uh, okay. Perhaps in the process of getting to know each other. Yeah, I think everybody does that, right? <laughs> Man, yeah, dating's hard, right? Uh, one might well wonder for hours about such a bizarre mating ritual. What if both slugs were to start chewing, for example? Obviously, would both end up penisless? That's what, you know, I, I just brought that up. I just brought that up, uh, and it's it's true, man. Well, uh, I want to thank you very much. Uh, who was that again? Fiona, Fiona, thank you so much for uh, that topic, uh, man. I'm learning so many things now, uh, especially about penises. So it seems like there's something uh, something about the internet that really just loves penises, and uh, and and just sex in general. And hey. I mean, don't we all? Um, somebody else, and I don't have a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of um, content on this, but uh, Megan from the group wanted me to talk about uh, the WWE, formerly formerly the WWF, um, and their working conditions and the uh, conditions uh, working conditions for the wrestlers themselves. There's a great um, <clears throat> last weekend tonight with uh, John Oliver, or is it last week tonight? I can't recall exactly what it is, and I'm too lazy to look it up now. It's the John Oliver show on HBO, um, where he talked about this very thing. Uh, very interesting. Uh, wrestlers are contract workers, and I did not know that. I thought it, they were, you know. Uh, they're known as they're contractors for the WWE and they can be fired at any time. They can be like, there's uh, if they don't, if they're not able to work for six can like uh, I think within six weeks of any injury or whatever, they can be fired. Um, you know, there's if they get injured, while wrestling, the WWE is not responsible at all for their injuries, even if it results in death by and and is uh, because of negligence of the WWE. They're not responsible 
for uh for any injury even if it's fatal uh and i think that's fucked up uh, i did not know about all of this uh i would really recommend you guys go watch that youtube video um and john oliver and his team do a really good job of of explaining all of that stuff uh, and i have a different uh different attitude towards the towards the wwe after watching it i did not know this was a thing um but you know I and I idolized wrestlers growing up. I mean, I was a huge fan of The Rock, and I still am. And Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you know, uh, Sting, and uh, you know, Mankind, and The Undertaker, and Kane, and like all these people, I I really uh, idolized them. And I watched every Monday and Thursday. And my parents thought I was weird, and uh, sister thought I was weird. And you know, looking back, I can see why people thought it was weird, but it's entertainment. It really is entertainment. And, um, I, I don't watch it anymore. Uh, but I, I do still, uh, see the, the need for it as a means of entertainment. Um, because who really, I mean, there's times and this is nothing against the UFC because the UFC is full of just monsters who are great at what they do. But, um, I have a problem sometimes watching the UFC because uh, they can bust themselves wide open and just be bleeding everywhere, and and you can see the destruction that just happens. Um, I've seen fights where both both people are just bloodied up, and uh, I'm screaming at the TV for the for the ref to stop the fight because it just seems like it's it's an unhealthy thing. Um, and so I understand the need for wrestlers to give that sense of uh, that excitement that comes from a fight without all of the gore. Now that's not to say it doesn't happen in the in the WWE. Famously, Mankind, uh, Mick Foley, he's known for completely throwing himself out there on the line and getting slammed on the thumbtacks and falling off of the, the cage and getting slammed through the cage and going through tables and taking chair shots. And, and the, there's tons of pictures and videos of, of Mick Foley just completely bloodied and, and just, a, just beaten to a pulp. Um, but that's one guy, right? It, it's not every wrestler. Uh, it's not every fighter. It's not, it's not an outcome in every single match. Uh, whereas with uh, the UFC, it does happen often. Um, and so it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I don't have a problem with the UFC. It's just, sometimes it can be hard to watch when it gets to that point. Um, because I don't want anybody to get hurt guys. I don't just don't want anybody to get hurt. So stop it. Don't, don't do that. Be nice to each other guys. Um, also, uh, as I've already done, um, Johnny, a different Johnny on the, uh, group that I was just talking about, just fucking at me next time. Damn uh on facebook he wanted me to talk about the group so hey johnny i did it did it bud talked about the group uh like i said it's it's pretty much a meme war uh filled with just a bunch of crazy people who uh who i really can relate to i found i found a group online that uh that really uh fits well with me and uh and i think i'll stick around i think i, I like it there a lot 
another person, Christoph, said, uh, just record an hour or so of, ah, just me screaming for an hour. Um, first of all, my lungs would, would completely implode on themselves, uh, if I tried to do that. Uh, but I, I would, I do see the, the art in that. Um, I think after a certain amount of time, people would be like, okay, I see where he's coming from. Uh, and this is, uh, you know what? This is brave. This is a brave thing for, you know, they'd have to get past the migraine and the, and the incessant need to, you know, throw their iPhone at whatever solid surface, uh, happens to be next to them. Um, but once they got past that, uh, I think they'd come to terms with it. And they would, uh, they would appreciate it. So maybe I do that. Maybe I do that here in a couple years, whenever the podcast is sort of uh, teetering off or if that ever happens. Uh, and I'll just release an hour of just me screaming. Ah, okay. So hang hang out for that for, I don't know, at some point in the future, maybe Christoph. Okay. Um, so that was for, for the group, the Facebook group. Uh, we had some questions on my personal page, on my own personal Facebook page, which, uh, you guys wouldn't even be able to search me. I keep it locked down pretty tight. Um, I talked about some more Uber stories. So Eric, uh, your suggestion, uh, to do that was taken to heart and, uh, you know what? You got 20 minutes out of that, buddy. Uh, Christopher wanted me to talk about minimalist philosophy. Um, I feel like it's, uh, being a, min- a minimalist, I have, I have no experience with because I definitely have more than a hundred things, uh, to my name, but, uh, I, I feel like there's a benefit to it depending on what kind of life you want to lead, right? If you want to be a, if you want to travel, if you have money to travel all the time, uh, then yeah, having a minimalist philosophy will really work out for you. Um, and I'm not a materialistic person at all. Uh, but I will say there's, it's, it's nice to have the ability to do something, even if you only do it every now and then, like, uh, like a board game that you only bust out every now and again, or a video game that you play once in a blue moon, you know, when you get a wild hair up your ass or something, you know, like, uh, it's, it's nice to have those things at your disposal when you want to do something like that. So, um, I don't know that the minimalist, uh, philosophy is my lifestyle or something that I would want to do. Uh, but I definitely see the benefit for a certain kind of person wanting to do it. Um, I have kids, I've got two kids and it would be very difficult to, you know, force my kids to be minimalists since they have all this stuff. You know, it's one of those things that you have to just, it's, it's a lifestyle that you, a choice you have to make from the get go. (sighs) Goodness. Um, so yeah, another thing, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just not for me. It's a minimalist. Uh, I do, I could not subscribe to a minimalist philosophy. Um, but there's a benefit for somebody, I'm sure. Uh, so thank you, Christopher. Uh, Andrea wanted me to talk about mental health. I mean, that's such a wide, a wide topic. And we've sort of discussed that a little bit, Andrea. If you want to go back, 
um, a few weeks. Uh, it was with uh, Johnny, and he, uh, he we we got on uh, a buddy of his who um, who we sort of got in into that with a little bit, just talking about mental health and. <coughs> I think we also talked about it a little bit with my buddy Larry. So there's definitely uh, there's definitely some material out there for you in this podcast feed specifically that would that would sort of uh, satisfy this this desire to hear somebody speak on this topic. Um, I, I you know what all I'll say about it is uh, you know mental health is it's it's tough to deal with because sometimes people don't know what you're going through. Uh, and so I think it's important to, uh, be upfront with those who you love and those who uh, care about you and, and to always be willing to let others know where you are and how you're feeling. Um, and find, find a confidant that you can talk to about those things. If you don't feel comfortable talking to everybody, or if you're worried about being judged, Obviously, there are hotlines you can call. Um, I I will pull that information up right now, just so we can air that on uh, <clears throat> on the on the podcast. Uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. If you ever find yourself in a in a tough spot, uh, in a low spot, uh, feel like you can't talk to anybody, feel like there's no more options, there are. So uh, please reach out. Uh, they even have an online chat option that I'm seeing here on Google. So absolutely, 100%. Reach out, get some help, and, uh, and you know what? There, there are people out here that care about you, even though, even if they uh, maybe don't act like it or they uh, they brush off your uh, your pleas for help or your cries for help, or maybe they just don't understand how to how to deal with it or how to even see the signs um there are people who are willing to help you so reach out um and and make it known that you uh you know that you have these issues you know because it's it's not safe to it's not good to bottle it up you know keep it inside too long gets it starts festering and then you uh you get to a point a place where you feel like you know, maybe there's no coming back and, uh, you can, you can always come back. Everybody likes a good comeback story. So, uh, so yeah, reach out to him. Uh, thank you, Andrea, for that topic. Uh, Terry, uh, had a couple different, uh, things to talk about. There are a couple of these that are pretty loaded, uh, or there's one of them that is really loaded. There's a lot to it. So I think I'll save this one for a different time. I'll go with the, uh, the easier, uh, the easier one for now. We'll save the uh, we'll save the other one for an, another time, maybe uh, next week or something. Uh, so the topic uh, Terry brought up: frozen pizza versus homemade versus delivery. Um, I feel like I don't make homemade pizza too often. My mom used to make it growing up. I remember her making homemade pizza. It was actually really good, from what I recall. Um, we don't do that too often. It's usually either delivery or frozen. Or we go out and get pizza, you know, uh, which I guess is the same thing as delivery, just in a different location, right? Um, so I, 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 obviously, out of these three, for what I would want to eat, I would probably choose 
uh, I would probably choose delivery or carry out or dine in, you know, uh, whatever. Um, because they're, they're the pros, you know, they know what they're doing. There's a place in Independence, Missouri. If you guys ever come by, uh, swing through the Kansas city area, it's just right there. It's called square pizza. It's in independence is in the square, uh, for the, uh, like the quote unquote downtown area of independence. Uh, it's by the courthouse and all that stuff. Um, they have phenomenal pizza at square pizza and it's a pizza in a square shape. That's why they call it that. So, um, but I, you know what? I'm going to go with a delivery carry out dine-in option. Uh, nothing wrong with, uh, excuse me, the on cast, nothing wrong with homemade pizza. Uh, just a lot of prep, a lot of, uh, a lot of work that goes into doing it. And I don't know that I'm, uh, I think I'd be over it by the time it came out of the oven. You know, I'd, I'd get bored and I'd eat something else. Um, frozen pizza is good in a pinch. We've, we do it from time to time. Uh, but I think anytime anything is frozen, if it's not just like a whole food, if it's not meat or if it's not like a vegetable or something like that and you've frozen it, uh, at that point it's processed, right? You know, it's just processed food. So it's inherently not going to be as good, but, um, but you know, I see the need for it. I see the desire to have something where you can go pick it up, come home and have it ready in 30 minutes, you know, to eat. So, mm. more yawns. They are coming in, in bunches right now. So, um, man, okay. This next one, I'm moving on. Thank you, Terry. The next one is, uh, top five Tom Hanks movies. Then discuss whether they'd be better or worse with Hulk Hogan cast in the lead role. That's right, Terry Bollea himself in Toy Story. No, uh, I have not compiled a list yet. This is from Dave. Dave, I wanna I wanna say thanks, bud. Uh, this is this is gonna be a fun one. So number one, I have not looked up all of Tom Hanks movies. Obviously, we all know he's been in a ton of movies. Uh, so I'm gonna IMDb him real quick. Okay. Okay, probably starts with Splash, is my guess. That might not be the first one. I know it's not big. I'm trying to remember what his uh, what his first acting role was. Going way back here, let's see here. So he was in... Oh, was that his, his first movie? I think Splash might have been his first movie. That's awesome, dude. Uh, he Knows You're Alone. I don't know what that is. He played Elliot and He Knows You're Alone. So let me look at that. That was in 1980. Looks like it was a horror movie, I'm thinking. Yeah, let's see. I'm looking for Tom Hanks. In the... He must have been a kid or something like that. He must have played a kid or something. I mean, it was 1980. So he's probably he's a teenager, I think, in in nineteen eighty. Um. Gosh. Okay. So Splash was his big first one. That's awesome. Uh, nineteen eighty four. All right. So there's Splash, Bachelor Party, The Man with One Red Shoe, Volunteers, The Money Pit, Nothing in Common, Every Time We Say Goodbye, Dragnet, Big, 
Punchline, The Burbs, Turner and Hooch, <laughs> Joe versus the Volcano, The Bonfire of the Vanities, Radio Flyer, Tales from the Crypt, that was a TV series, League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia, this is when we're getting to his, his bread and butter here, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, Toy Story, uh, man, gosh, uh, let's see here, uh, he was in Saving Private Ryan, You've Got Mail, uh, all the Toy Story ones, uh, Green Mile, Castaway, let's see here, Road to Perdition, Catch Me If You Can, uh, the, the Terminal was a good one. Polar Express, uh, Cars, The Da Vinci Code, and sort of fall Angels and Demons, sort of falling off after that. He's done some spots here and there. I'm sure he'll pick it back up. Saving Mr. Banks, uh, Captain Phillips. Uh, let's see here. Man, he's got. I mean, he stays. He stays busy. He stays busy. Uh. Okay, out of out of all his movies so far, my top five. Starting from the earliest one, uh, I'm gonna go big. I like big a lot, so that would be that'd be number one. Let me write these down so I don't forget, because I'm gonna forget if I don't. I just know it. Uh, let's see here. Drag that to the corner, man. Okay. So one is big. Number two, I'm going to go with Turner and Hooch. Classic. Cop. Dog. Buddy. Comedy. Uh, let's see here. Next up, I really like A League of Their Own. But is it one of his best? I'm going to put it down. Number three, A League of their own okay uh, next up I'm gonna say Forrest Gump that's number four now some of you might be banging your head against your keyboard or banging your head against your iPhone or swearing this podcast off altogether uh, because I'm skipping some you know that I can only pick five I have one more left um, and so the one that I'm going to pick next is the green mile. Number five, one of the best movies of all time. And that's not arguable. You cannot even argue it. The green mile is one of the best movies of all time. I put it up there with, uh, uh, what you call it? Um, the Shawshank redemption, you know, I put it right up there with it, um, for the, for the best movies of all best movie of all time it's between those two um gosh okay so we have our five number one big number two turner and hooch number three a league of their own number four forrest gump number five the green mile um those are not in any specific order of what i think the best tom hanks movie is and what i think the worst tom hanks movie is that's just the top five Right, that's just uh, it's just a a list of the five most important movies, not in any specific order, because I'm not gonna spend another ten minutes deciding which one is the best and which one's the worst. Although I will say, The Green Mile is the best. Okay, moving on. Um, 
would they be better with Hulk Hogan cast in the lead role? Okay, so with Big, obviously, if you've not watched Big before, it's a it's a movie about a, a kid who uh, who visits this this carnival, and he uh, he you know visits this little uh, uh, booth where you put in your 50 cents and you get a wish or whatever from the, uh, the great Zoltan or whatever his name was. He's a fortune teller, right? So it's spit out of fortune and, uh, and then, you know, hopefully it comes true. You know, it's one of those things, but in his case, it did. He wished to be big, right? He wished, uh, he wished to be big. And so he did. He turned into a full grown Tom Hanks. Now, would this movie be better with Hulk Hogan casting the lead role? Uh, I'm going to say yes for for this one. And mostly because not only are you going from from a kid to Tom Hanks, you're going beyond Tom Hanks. You are you are superseding Tom Hanks and you're moving on to Hulk Hogan. You're just jacked. The only the only thing is the male pattern baldness on top of your head, but you know, you do have the uh the bandanas that you can put around the top of your head. So, don't worry about that. Still got a sweet mustache. You're jacked as shit. Uh, you look like a hot dog. <laughs> so what? What is there not to like? Um, so yes, I'm gonna say uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan as as the lead role in Big would be better. Uh, number two, Turner and Hooch. Uh, I feel like this movie really displayed Tom Hanks' uh, his comedic chops. Um, it is one of his first uh, movies. Um, you know, obviously everybody, everybody remembers Hooch, you know, the dog, everybody remembers the dog and you know, he's a, he's a fucking hero and he saves Turner's life and all that stuff. Everybody remembers that. Uh, it's the little things that Tom Hanks does in that role that, uh, that stick with you. Uh, I'm trying to remember specifics. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but I know that I really appreciated, uh, Tom Hanks in, in that role. I, I gotta think Hulk Hogan in that role would be a disaster. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Hooch. Hooch, brother. Yeah, let's go down to the fucking gym and bust these guys, Hooch. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine? Yeah, it'd be awful. Uh, no. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm keeping Tom Hanks and Turner and Hooch, uh, for the sake of the movie. Number three, A League of Their Own. Uh, so in A League of Their Own... Tom Hanks is a washed-up baseball player who has been placed into a coaching position who has a drinking problem, and, uh, you know, it becomes, you know, it sort of helps him out of that funk and getting into a, a better place. Uh, a League of Their Own is a classic movie as well, uh, and I would hate to uh, to ruin Rosie O'Donnell's uh, performance of that movie by throwing in uh, an even louder person. Uh, Hulk Hogan. So I'm going to stick with uh, Tom Hanks in A League of Their Own. Forrest Gump, uh, we're just going to go ahead and say Hulk Hogan next. Uh, no, <laughs> Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is also a fantastic, phenomenal movie. Uh, I feel like there could be a couple spots where where it'd be great to have Hulk Hogan in that movie. Uh, like uh, when he's playing ping pong. Can you imagine Hulk Hogan just jacked playing ping pong? God, it'd be amazing. Uh, side note, did you guys know that uh, when they filmed that, uh, that scene in Forrest Gump where Tom Hanks is playing, 
uh, ping pong against himself with the with half the table turned up and he's just hitting against the table. He's practicing. Did you know that there wasn't, that's all CG. That's, it's a CGI ball. There's no, uh, there's no ball there. It's Tom Hanks just whipping his, uh, paddle around and then they just made it work. Uh, I think that's a, that's a funny, uh, a funny thing to think about is just, I would love to see the, uh, the, the role, the B roll where they just caught him just swinging his paddle around and there's no ball at all, but he's got to play like there is one, you know, that's hilarious to me. Um, overall, I would say you got to leave, uh, you got to leave. I would like to see a version with Hulk Hogan in this movie. I think overall, I would still like Forrest Gump to be played by Tom Hanks, uh, because everybody knows Forrest Gump. Uh, nobody wants a sweaty, roided out uh, hot dog man to play Forrest Gump. Although it'd be pretty sweet to watch, like just an immediate transformation of Forrest Gump when he's a kid and he's running, you know, run Forrest, run, and he starts sprinting, and then the the braces snap. And then also simultaneously, he goes through a Hulk transformation and he turns into Hulk Hogan. But that like would set the movie off into a different trajectory, you know, so it wouldn't really be, it wouldn't really be Forrest Gump anymore. It'd be like, uh, I don't know. It would be like a, a shittier version of the Hulk, you know? Oh, so yep. Hulk Hogan. So it makes sense now. Oh man. He was made for that role. Um, and then the green mile. <laughs> okay. So the green miles already got a big jacked guy in, in the movie. Um, and, and so I'm not going to get into specifics with this because it doesn't seem like I need to, uh, in order to get my point across. I've already said this movie is one of my favorite movies. One of the best movies of all time, in my opinion. So I say you don't mess with it. You keep the green mile, uh, stick with Tom Hanks in this role. Um, and you know, Maybe you could have like a fight scene or something between Hulk Hogan and uh, I can't remember his name. I know he's passed, um, but the other, the big guy in that movie, maybe have like a, like a wrestling scene or something between the two of them. I still think Hulk Hogan gets demolished in that fight uh, because he should, because this movie does not need to be changed. Uh, And so Tom Hanks sticks with the green mile. Thank you very much, Dave, for the, uh, the question there, uh, <laughs> boy, I love that one. Um, and then, uh, you know what? I'm over time. So I've, I've still got another one that I could toss in there. I've pretty much talked about all of it that I've gotten, uh, so far. I know, uh, Johnny has some, uh, Johnny's got some topics he didn't get through, uh, on his, uh, solo podcast. So maybe this, this coming week we can pool all of our, uh, questions that didn't get answered if you didn't have anything uh if you had a question that you submitted to either myself or johnny and it didn't get answered rest assured we will address them on the podcast Uh, i can promise you that and um yeah even if we only address it for like a half second just to read it and then scoff or whatever it will be brought up on the podcast so you could even just ask us general shitty questions don't do that don't waste our time but i mean like I said, we are wanting to interact with you guys. So keep those questions coming in. 
And at this point, I will let you know how to do that. Uh, please send any and all emails to jumbledpodcast at gmail.com. If you want the, the questions to come to me, send it to that. Johnny doesn't check that email account. Uh, he has the password and all that, so he could, but he doesn't. He checks johnny.jumbled at gmail.com, so make sure you send any Johnny-related questions to him specifically, any uh, questions to me to the standard jumbled podcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us, on, follow us on social media, that would be jumbledpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, wherever you're listening to us is phenomenal. You can continue listening there. We're not going to remove any, any, uh, hosting platforms or anything like that. Uh, we are going to keep, keep it how it is for now. Um, so wherever you're listening, we're going to be there for a while unless they remove us, in which case let us know. But, um, it, in any case, make your way back to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It helps us out. It helps uh, advertisers to see um, see us a little bit easier if our ratings can jump up some. And it takes like two seconds. So please head over, leave us a rating and review. And you know what? If you leave us a rating and review, we'll we'll shout you out as well on the podcast. We'll read some, some nice reviews that you guys have. Um, so appreciate you guys for doing that. Please head over to Audible uh, and check out what they have uh, for your audiobooks. That would be audible trial dot I just I just blanked holy cow <laughs> audible trial dot com slash jumbled wow why did I blank so hard on that sorry audible audible trial dot com slash jumbled head over and check that out uh, and pick a book out you know you got 30 days to pick whatever book you want hold on to the book forever uh, it's a great deal and uh, and you get to learn more. Hey, maybe they got something about banana slugs on there. I would check it out. You know, what do you got to lose? You know, nothing. You got nothing to lose. Maybe they have cork corkscrew dick diaries by D uh, Mallard Duck recorded it. Who knows? Look it up, guys. Um, and if you want to donate to our Patreon, that would be Patreon.com/slash/jumbled. Pay $500 and get us an address. Uh, guys, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for sticking around. I can't believe this, this has been an hour and 15 minutes that I've been recording. Uh, it's phenomenal, guys. I want to thank you guys so much for submitting your questions. Again, uh, if you want to send them uh, on Twitter, just do uh, hashtag AskJumbled, A-S-K-J-U-M-B-L-E-D, and we will check that feed out from time to time. And, uh, and we'll bring those ones up as well on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, next week, hopefully, will be a, a brand new episode with both myself and Johnny back in the studio together the way it should be. We appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you guys soon. This has been Jumbled, your favorite podcast. About, I guess this one's about corkscrew dicks or just like really long banana slug dicks. I don't know, that's what I got. I'll see you guys later.